Welcome to Season 3. The You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast is an authentic space to talk about life in truth and love. This podcast has evolved, which is no surprise to me, because when you live authentically, you experience a lot of change. Thankfully, it's always a positive change, because when you ditch the coulds and shoulds and let God lead, the outcome is always beautiful. This podcast started as a resource for recovering perfectionists, but has expanded into a place for all to come and be themselves, share their struggles and their victories, giving God the glory along the way. Our world today suffers from an excessive amount of pressure on all sides that leave an individual feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, and eventually hopeless. My guests and myself have experienced all of these feelings at one time or another, which is why these stories and encouragements will inspire and uplift you. Hi friends, welcome to season three of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast. Season three has something extra special just for you. Along with the interviews you love from my authentic guests, you will have the opportunity to listen to the new free audio version of my newest book, The Relevant Old Testament, Illuminating Lessons from Imperfect People. I was inspired to create this audio version for those who want to listen during their commute or while doing the dishes. It is still recommended to sit down when you get a chance and go through this Bible study book as it involves a lot of one-on-one writing time with God. But I believe you will find this audio version helpful as you get started. Each chapter will be recorded as its own episode. Please feel free to share the listening links with your friends. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Angela Jasper. Angela is a daughter of God and follower of Jesus as well as a wife and homeschooling mother. She is called to speak truth boldly in a world full of lies, trusting that God will use her for His glory. In a self-focused, self-care, self-worshipping, you-do-you kind of world, she wants to encourage sisters in Christ to live radiant, extraordinary lives doing the will of God, not their own. Angela, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to start this conversation. Yes, I'm excited. Thanks for asking. Yes. So today we're talking about abortion. And Mm -hmm. uh, this is a topic I've never talked about publicly before. Um, But God totally nudged me and I knew it was the right time. (laughs) Okay. So first, tell me a little bit about your background. How long have you been following Jesus? And Mm -hmm. like what inspired you to do so? Okay. So this is, it's so interesting that I get to talk about this today as well. I had this conversation with a friend yesterday as well. I'm just kind of really reflecting back on my journey with Jesus. Um, when I was six, um, I accepted God as my Lord and savior. Um, I remember the pew that I was sitting in. It was just, it wasn't like a revival or any type of youth thing. Um, but it was just a simple gospel, um, message and Holy spirit. Um, nudged me and I accepted Christ at that time at six years old. Mm -hmm. Now, following that, um, while I believed in Jesus my whole life since then, there were definitely long periods of my life where I wasn't abiding in him, wasn't walking in obedience, um, had strayed away 
Um, and it wasn't until truthfully, I want to say the summer of 2020, that God really took a hold of my heart and really, um, I encountered Holy Spirit filledness, if you will, in, in a whole new way. And I really believe that was through some repentance of pride and um, just disobedience for years straying away from God. And I struggled with that. And I struggle sometimes how to talk about that. And my friend that I was speaking to yesterday just kind of reminded me, you know, when the disciples walked with Jesus, they, they were full of doubt. They often, they, like, they literally saw miracles and mm -hmm. they often said things like, are you really who you say you are? Um, and it was a lot to do with the fact that he was there for his mission and his design, but they wanted him, you know, to be king of Rome and to overthrow. They were having problems kind of giving up their plan for mm -hmm. everything, which is, which is where I found myself for many, many years is really needing to do my way. Um, and it wasn't until repentance of that and true submission to his way in my life, that Holy spirit just filled me up. Um, and so, like I said, from like 37 on, which is just a hot minute ago, um, mm -hmm. I've been walking just in submission to God and it's been so much freedom, so mm -hmm. much freedom. Um, yeah. Oh, I love everything that you said. I love that because I feel like that's how it went for me. It was the same kind of thing. Um, and I think, don't, don't you agree that it's so much easier to stray away from God than people realize? Like, I, I think that's why so many Christians are straight away. They don't think they are until you have an encounter, like what you just yeah. described. And you're like, oh, whoops and they, don't, <laughs> and they don't understand the submission thing it's not like part of their their life and I only say that because it's that that's like a huge um passion for me um because that's that's what God did for me and it was through really getting into his word because I yes. wanted I wanted him to answer me and he told me read my word and I was mm -hmm. like oh that bible oh yeah right and <laughs> And so since then, it's been totally different. Now I understand the difference between accepting Jesus as my savior and following him. It is different. It it's is different. following him and submitting to his will, his design, which is in his word. And we don't know it if we're not in his word. And yes, that was a crucial piece of that for me as well. And I do agree. It's easy because contrary to what the world thinks, we're actually, we have sinful hearts mm -hmm. and our hearts will deceive us. And so if we are trusting ourselves and looking inward for answers, we will absolutely be led astray. Yes. So it's very easy for us. Yes, it is. And I, I just, I, I know that's not what this episode's about, but <laughs> I just had to say that because um, sure. I feel like it is so easy and, and people need to know that because he's right there. As soon mm -hmm. as you call on him, and you repent. Oh my goodness. It's oh my goodness. so different anyway. <laughs> so, um, so what caused you be, to become so vocal about the topic of abortion? Because I've seen a lot of stuff from you in just a short time. Sure. So I, I will say just since the, you know, the leaking of the documents Roe versus Wade, I've for sure kicked it up a notch. Um, I think at the heart of it all, I have been created in a way I, I just, I love truth. I love truth. Um, and I'm a, I am a person who seeks it. I'm a person who thinks about it often. I'm a person who, when I feel like God has led me to it, feels compelled to speak it because mm -hmm. 
I am also a person with a testimony who um, I had bail over my eyes before my encounter, this recent encounter with Jesus, where, you know, I was the girl in the street singing, no justice, no peace, all part of the movement, right? And that God's delivered me from that through truth, through Praise his God. word. And so I now feel compelled to use my platforms and use my voice to speak truth. And so mm. abortion for me is, wow, one of the most sem- seminal just if we're not talking about how many babies are dying a day, which is 2000 um, creatures made in God's image. If we're not talking about that um, as Christians, what are we doing? So I just feel compelled to speak about that. And yes, I, I would say right now more than ever right now, because we're seeing so much um, pro choice, so much, um, honest, honestly, very evil things happening right now and women celebrating killing children. Mm -hmm. Um, and God's blessed me with, um, an Instagram platform and God's blessed me with circles of influence. And so I just feel very called to speak out about, um, those babies who are just defenseless, but made in God's image and so beautiful. Yes. Well, I, I'm, I'm very glad that you're doing that. And, um, part of this was, like a conviction for me, because I feel like for a long time, there's been a lie circling around that, um, to be a good Christian, you have to, um, not make waves, right. You need to be neutral. That's the word I'm looking for neutral. And I'm like, that's false. That is not, that doesn't resemble Christ in any way, shape or form. So if people are going to come at me because I'm speaking, well, I've been speaking truth, but, but I I don't talk about all these topics necessarily like abortion. I just talk about like, no God get in your word. Um, so today, Mm -hmm. like I said, this is the first time I've done this. And like, if I get enemies because of it, so be it because Jesus had plenty of enemies, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, plenty. And yeah. that's, that is the life of someone who follows Christ. They are willing to sacrifice comfort mm-hmm. and, um, get rid of that complacency mm-hmm. and, and realize that this whole neutral approach is false. That is false. Mm-hmm. God, Jesus, the Holy spirit does not teach neutrality. Um, no, it's very, I, I would agree with you 100%. We are told in scripture that, um, they will persecute you because they persecuted me exactly. and following Jesus is we're called to imitate him. And if that's not part of our story, then I would call that into question and be like, are you, are you imitating the Jesus? Are you exactly. imitating Jesus then? Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm not singling anybody out, but I think just the church as a whole today, the culture around the church, um, just shies away from that scripture. And I'm like, no, it is in every gospel (laughs) and, and it's in more than the gospels. I mean, it's all of Paul's letters show that he was, um, facing persecution and Peter as well. I mean, all of them, all of them, every single one of them. So it made me think too, like, well, if people aren't hating me, then I'm probably (laughs) not doing a very good job. (laughs) I mean, we need to have, we need to have people in our corner too. We need our, our brothers and sisters. Um, but, but we need to let our brothers and sisters know 
that, Ooh, but this is what the truth says. So I think you might've been led astray and it's okay, but you, you need to come yeah. back now. It's time to come back. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. in one of your posts, you said yeah. Satan loves killing God's image bearers mm-hmm. and we've become asleep enough hard-hearted enough to let him do it without a fight. And this is exactly what we were just talking about. So first of all, I agree with this, right? Um, secondly, I'm curious, you know, how do you think this has happened? Right. So I was thinking about this question. I honestly, it goes all the way back to the garden, right? It all, it goes all the way back to where sin entered the world and the devil lied and said, are you sure God said, don't you want to be like God? Um, and, and provided an opportunity for Eve and Adam to come up with their own plan for things. Mm-hmm. And it, and it started there. It started when we just started to say, Oh, my plan's better than his. Mm-hmm. When we started to put ourselves in place of what God is, he is the creator. He is the planner. He is the designer. Um, and so when we worship ourselves over God, we make ourselves an idol. And so we see it all the way through scripture. We see, um, ourselves worshiping idols. Um, Israel worshiped idols. They strayed away from God. They chose to worship idols. If you want to talk about killing babies specifically, that's in the old Testament. This is not a new phenomena. Mm-hmm. It's not new. We yep. talk about Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes talks about there's nothing new under the sun. Right. And so. Um, while we are appalled as well, we should about the evil of abortion. It's been around, it's been around. Um, and you know, pagan nations in the old Testament would sacrifice children to false gods, to mm-hmm. idols. Yep. And while it doesn't look the exact same, I think there are parallels, um, with this culture and this very me, me, me self-love. Um, it's all about me, my convenience, my, um, lack of willing to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right. I will sacrifice for me. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the idols don't look like Baal or Molech, but maybe they look like the ones you see in the mirror. Maybe we have become our own idols. Yes. And so unfortunately, you know, I think that, and then what happens is God hates that God hates evil. And I feel like we are under some wrath, um, in Romans, it talks about, let me make sure I'm telling you where, right. In Romans one, it talks about how the wrath of God is upon us and he's turned ourselves over to our own desires. Yes, yes, yes. And that, I mean, I feel like, so it says, um, in Romans one 28, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to mm-hmm. a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. I mean, is that not what we're seeing? Yeah. I mean, that's that's just what we're seeing. And so um, we're hard-hearted. And then the last part of it talks about um, not only are the people that um, are doing these things deserve the wrath of God, but also the people who are praising those practices. And that's where I, my heart breaks so much. Um, because I think that's where the conversation about like neutrality comes in and the church are are speaking about this, because if we're not speaking out against it, 
because God hates it and we can hate it too. You can yes. absolutely hate what God hates and you yes. can absolutely talk about those things. And if we're not, the Bible says we deserve the same thing. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're saying so, like every single thing you're saying, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many like agreeing. I'm just, I have so many things that I want to say, uh, to what you just said. Um, we're totally <laughs> talking in the same language. I love it. One thing I found is that the more I have read the Bible, the more I see, oh my goodness, this is completely current and for us right now. Um, all the lessons uh, they're the same humans are humans, are humans, are humans. We are, we do have deceitful hearts, right? Like, so every single thing that we read about, like you said, you, you think you can see parallels, right? Between the killing of the babies back then and the killing of the babies now. Yeah, absolutely. Like what I was saying is that the more I read the Bible, the more I'm like, this is the most relatable book out there. I mean, 100%. it talks about everything. Um, and then the, the false gods. Okay. So here's, here's where it gets scary too, is that I feel like Christians and I'll use air quotes or, um, false prophets. I'll, I'll just call them that, that, that where the, Oh, I'm a Christian, but really I think they're false prophets, um, kind of teach this. Oh, well, you're made in the image of God. So you're like God too. Like mm. you're, you're a little God, uh, you're mm. a God to yourself, you know? And, um, and it was like what you were saying, like, we need to look in the mirror because I really do think that is a huge problem. We think that because God loves us, that means we get to do whatever we want, mm. you know, and no matter how depraved it is because, oh, well, that feels right. Or, or that's convenient for me, or, well, God would want that for me. And you're completely, if you think that, which a lot of people do, they have that mentality. Like they'll use the verse, like, oh, if God is for me, who can be against me? Okay. God is for you, but you have to first be surrendered to him. And then he will work through you to do his works that he has already planned from the beginning of time. It is not your show and God's going to give you backup. No, that's not how it goes, but that message is out there. It is being spread and it is very dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's very dangerous because one it's false. Okay. Two, what it tells me is that you don't know the love of God. Because mm -hmm. if you knew the love of God, you would know it's nothing like what you think it is. Um, it's, it's love, love today. I think part of the definition of what people think love is, is that you accept me the way I am with all my little um, tendencies and quirks and what, I don't know what to call. I can't, I'm losing my words, but like you accept me the way I am, even if it repulses you, even if it is so evil, um, you accept me. And that's how you love me. Like Jesus. No, 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 no. Love is not acceptance in that way. Love as God displays, it is more sacrifice. It is submission. Um, it's knowing that God knows better than us 
And because he knows better than us, we will submit to his ways. And because we're submitting to his ways, we will have good because God is good. But it's not even the good that the world would call good. It's not, it's not even that. And um, I'm reading and writing in Exodus and um, I, I'm seeing it. God is, God is so good. I'm seeing it through again, another like level, another layer um, lens, if you will, where every time I read it, he, he teaches me something new about him that's like, like affirmed or whatever. And so in the old Testament, you can, there's this thought that like, well, God's kind of mean and, and he's kind of harsh and Jesus is so nice and loving and welcoming and da, da, da. And I used to be confused by that. I did in my, I was like, yeah, why do they seem so different? Like, I was like, I know they're the same, but you know, like, but God does feel a little mean. Right. And so you're reading about these strict rules. And, um, what I was just reading about was God went to Moses or had Moses come to him and was like, okay, if, if the sons of Israel will obey my commands, they will be my special treasure and I will protect them. And, um, they will be my people. That was the promise. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Moses relays the message. He tells them and they, they unanimously agreed. Like they, they actually were like, okay, I like that. Okay. And, and that wasn't always the case, but at this instance, they all were on board and they were like, yes, we will obey God. We will obey God. So Moses is like, okay, we're, we're going to obey you. You know, they said they'll obey. And then what does God do? He gives them some rules and he's like, okay, go consecrate yourself. Go make yourself clean. Don't, um, don't touch this mountain at all costs. Don't touch it. And, and, and you can look at it and go, wow, he's so constrictive and so demanding, but guess what? Now I see, no, it's just like a good parent. He's telling you, if you follow this, if you don't like, like, for instance, if you don't touch this mountain, you're going to be just fine. You will be protected. Like I promised, but if you disobey, you will die. And that is, I mean, that is still love. Um, love is not giving in to whims of people. That's not what love is. Love is truth and self-sacrificing. And I'm talking so much, but, but I think it's, um, it's a big message that's being spread out there. That's totally false. And people that are seeking Jesus, they'll say, Oh, this is a Christian. Oh, okay. I'll follow their advice. And they shouldn't follow it. And, and so we have to speak boldly, right? We have to be the ones that will be bold and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you. That's wrong. And that will lead you to death. Mm-hmm. It will. It will. Um, I, I totally agree with you. I often talk about how the world has taken words and created their own definitions for them, which again is exactly what Satan did in Genesis mm-hmm. three, right? That's right. It's exactly what he did. He twisted what words meant. He twisted what God said. And that's what we see today. It's, it's the original temptation. It's just still here. And it's very, um, it's deceiving, it's powerful and people are being led astray by it. But if you say you love God and it's the God of the Bible, 
then you also must believe Genesis 1-1 that says God is the creator of everything. In the beginning, he created everything. And because he's the creator, he is the one who gets to design the plan. He is the one that gets to design what's best for us. And he is the one that gets to tell us what to do. And it's loving of him to do so. It's loving. He is good. If we believe all the things that we say, we sing about in these songs, that he's good, good father, and that we can trust him with everything. If we truly believe those things, Mm -hmm. then we can submit to his plan. We can submit to what God says is true and right and good, even when we don't like it, Mm -hmm. even when we don't feel like it's the kind thing, according to our world today. It's not kind. It's not acceptance. It's not inclusion. That's fine. It's, it's either of God or it's not. And, um, and when you can submit to that, there really is. And it's one of those things that I say all the time, but I feel like until you can experience the freedom that comes from truly trusting Jesus and truly worshiping the God of the Bible and experiencing that freedom that comes with that submission, it's one of those things that's just a gift for people that choose to do so. Yes. And, you know, I can't forget Matthew in in the book of Matthew, where Jesus says, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword that speaks volumes to me. Mm -hmm. Um, it speaks volumes to me because it negates all of that. Um, you know, like what you're just talking about the tolerance and accepting and stuff like that. It's not to be mean. It's to be loving. Mm-hmm. It's to be loving. And that's what Christ came to do. Like I'm coming to bring you the truth so that you can know mm-hmm. the truth and follow the truth and know God. And, mm-hmm. and that, that's what you're wanting, isn't it? Right. Right. So, right. Now this question, I did not have uh, listed for you. So hopefully I won't put you on the spot too much, but I want to just hear from you. Why is abortion wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, well, because God says murder is wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, just flat out, it's in the Bible. God says murder is wrong. God says that people that murder deserve to die, in fact. And that's a, that's a whole nother topic with the death penalty and things like that, which we won't get into. But he says it is a commandment. Do not murder. Um, we saw the first murder with Cain and Abel. We saw that God hated that. He hated that sin. And, and thank the Lord, God does not change. He mm-hmm. is an unchanging God. He is yep. the same yesterday, today, and forever guess what? He still hates murder. Um, and you will of course hear all of the, um, arguments that say, well, it's not actually a life. And so it can't be murder. It's absolutely a life. Um, I know that, <laughs> it's, I mean, that's just, it's, it's absolutely a life. You have yes. a life after, um, contraception. Like that's what, I mean, not contra- conception, conception, conception. Thank you. Con- contraception's a thing. <laughs> Uh, conception. You have a life after conception. Otherwise we wouldn't talk about miscarriages in the way that we do. Right. Um, there is a whole line of argument about, um, personhood and is it a person that, and that's just because, because they are trying to, and when I say they, I I'm speaking about people that of course are pro-abortion or pro-choice or, um, feel like it's not murder. Um, because they are arguing with the truth, they have to come up with all these false lies to kind of build up an argument. Um, And so one of the built up arguments is that, well, it might be a lie, but it's not a person and a person doesn't have a right. And it's just, it's, it's a maddening. 
it's maddening. It is maddening. <laughs> um, and it's also like so beautiful because I know because I'm standing on truth, I don't have to argue. I can literally answer that question with because God says murder is wrong. Right. Period. Period. And it's just that simple. And it's beautiful in that way. That's another thing is I find, wow, if if all people who call themselves Christians would stand on the word of God, we, there wouldn't be so much controversy. There wouldn't be so much wiggle room and like, oh, well, this is complicated. Like we make it complicated because we're trying to bend the rules of God. Even if we, maybe we don't know God, we're, that's still what's happening. And so, but God has made himself accessible to the entire world, to every single yes. person. So it's like, if I, I, same with you, I, like, I'm, I'm glad I'm like, no, I know the truth. I know the truth. hundred percent. I don't have to wonder, oh, well, I don't know. What would God think about that? He tells me it's in the Bible about all things. Um, so yeah, I just, I wish we could just cast off all this noise and go straight to the source, which is the yeah. word of God, which is alive and active. It is not yeah. just a book. It's actually the living, breathing word of God. Mm -hmm. And it would, it would literally solve every problem that we have. Right. And I, and I think it's to be expected, right. Of the world, um, of those who are not called, um, according to his purposes of light and love, like that it's to be expected of the world that lies would reign. Yes. Um, what's heartbreaking to me is the body of Christ. Yes. Um, and how we're forgetting that we're supposed to be in this world, but not of it right? Yes. We're forgetting that we're supposed to be salty, not sugary. Mm -hmm. We're forgetting these things. Um, and whether it's intentional because there's yucky motivations, because I, I do believe that happens too. money can be very empowering to people and can lead them astray. But sometimes I do believe it's unintentional because yes. we've talked about before our hearts are deceiving. Mm -hmm. And if we get in our emotions and I, and here's the thing, I know that there are are very sad, heartbreaking stories where people feel like, um, abortion's necessary. And, but if we get in our feelings about it, our hearts are deceptive. It will lead us astray. We always have to come back to truth. Um, and remember that God says truth is love. That's right. And, and just, and just keep moving in that way. So Angela, what can we do to fight against evil and not become evil too? Right. So this is something that, uh, I think as I continue down this calling of speaking truth, um, it's something I have to think about a lot and remind myself that evil um, or sin or however you want to look at it has already been beaten, right? Mm -hmm. Like Jesus on the cross, he defeated sin. Yes. Um, it is finished. That work is done. Um, and I have to stay rooted in that. Um, yes, sin remains. And it's something that both... Um, internally like we're still flesh we're not with him now we're not it we're not fully um in our new bodies yet we're still in the in between and so there's this intentionality all of the time of repentance and drawing closer to god and asking him to reveal more and more of himself to us internally that we always have to fight but then when when it talk when we're talking about evil in the world um i think it's important to do a couple of things um, one thing that I do often um, is grieve, honestly, and mm. uh, just grieve the sin in the world. We, because we are believers, grieve with hope because we know that sin has been defeated. In First um, Thessalonians four thirteen, it 
about how we don't grieve like the world does. We grieve with hope, knowing that this is not the end of our story and that just like Jesus rose, we will rise in full new bodies in a world without sin and it's going to be a beautiful day. And so, but grieving that I feel like is capturing the heart of Jesus. I think that um, he grieves watching his children in sin mm-hmm. and he grieves um, watching, having to, to know that the sins against the father hurt the father's heart and he is nothing but love. And so um, that's something that I recommend doing because what that does is just kind of compels us to, um, to want to please our father more mm-hmm. and to love more, which begets courage to then speak and be truthful and be light and be salty in a world that wants sugary. Um, we get our courage from yes. just how much he loves us. And so I, I do think it's important to um, be, be rooted though in the truth that the fight's already been won. And our, our job here on earth is to um, follow God and follow Jesus and imitate him speaking truth and full of grace and full of love um, and calling people to repentance and to the father so that they can experience this love that we experience on a daily basis. And, and that, and that looks in like tons of different forms, right? That can be using your social media page that can be getting involved in politics. I am not Mm -hmm. the girl that says church and politics are separate. Um, The whole separation of church and state was actually initiated to keep the government out of churches. It was not initiated to keep church out of the government. The government's role today is way overstated. Um, But there, there are ways to um, go, you know, be a part of legislation, legislation, part of those things to try to um, slow the decay of sin in the world. And so that's something that some people are called to. Um, I think it, I think it also looks like churches being a loving place for people in sin, um, which means, and I I think we've been clear on this podcast, but it means of course, always speaking truth, but also being full of grace and pointing people to that cross and showing people that there is redemption for sins and there is forgiveness for sins. And so in all of these ways, I feel like that's how we quote unquote fight evil here while we're here waiting for Jesus to come back. Yes. And I really do love um, how, what you said about grieving in hope mm-hmm. um, because there was, there was a time not too long ago where I was just grieving. I mean, the state of this world just I, it brought me to my knees and I yeah. was so sad at the reality of like what sin has done to us yeah you you called it decay and it's so true I mean uh as a whole we are so depraved and but then the hope is like Jesus already conquered that it's already finished but what we need to do is be on his side Mm -hmm. right we need to be on his side when this world ends not with the world yeah we're legit ambassadors when when it it talks about us being ambassadors that denotes being in a world that is not your own you're a foreigner but you're there representing christ and so we are ambassadors of a kingdom of a home that we haven't got to yet and so we should look different than the world in every sense yes i i wow i totally agree i think i've agreed with every single word that you said today which is so fun and encouraging yeah yeah so are there any final thoughts that you'd like to share 
Yeah, I think that I would just want to end by, and I kind of touched on it a second ago, but, you know, I think it's important to remember, you know, even in talking about abortion, that sin is anything that's outside of God's will for us. And so it's abortion, it's lust, it's so many things. And so I kind of just want to put it out there that if you are someone who has had an abortion in their past or is even thinking about abortion right now, that there's there's so much hope for you because mm-hmm. just like we said it is finished god has defeated sin and he invites all of us to to be forgiven in that way for his blood to cover you and forgive you and it says in first john 4 9 that when we confess our sins he is faithful and he's just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness that includes abortions that includes those choices that we may have made in the past and um, there's just so much freedom on the other side of repentance and um you know i and that's one of my prayers for the churches is that not only will we be speaking truth but then also showing the gospel and how god sent his son in the womb i might add of a woman who was not married and in this day and age, somebody may say, you know, that's a perfect opportunity for an abortion. No, <laughs> no. Right. Jesus was born. He walked. He lived. He experienced everything that we did. And then he submitted to the will of his father and died for his children to be cleansed. And mm-hmm. for anyone who has had an abortion or is trapped in any sin or is dealing with shame of any sin, there is forgiveness for you. There's hope yes. for you. There's peace for you. There's joy for you. Um, just coming to the cross and surrendering and repenting and confessing him as Lord in your life and, and he'll cleanse you. He has all of that for you. Yes, absolutely. Woo, love it. So um, how can we support you, Angela, and stay connected to your journey? So kind, so kind. Um, so right now, um, I would just say you could follow me on Instagram and um, just kind of be a part of the community that I have over there. Um, you can follow me at his.red.community. I always say, if God compels you, please write my name down, Angela Jasper, and you pray for me when you can, because um, prayer is powerful and yes. um, I don't ever want to be anywhere outside of God's will. So I found Amen. that prayer and my prayer warriors keep me, keep me grounded. His red community, red ministries is what I've kind of started and red stands um, radiant because I want to talk about being light in this dark world. Extraordinary, because when you talk about being extraordinary, it's outside of what you would see in the world today. It's set apartness, right? Um, And then doers of God's will over our will, over our, you know, you do you culture. Um, Mm -hmm. we're, We're not doers of our own will. We're called to be doers of his. Right, right. Well, thank you so, so much for yeah. um, being here today and giving me your time and I appreciate just sharing it. everything that you did because it was wonderful. I appreciate it. I so appreciate you reaching out. Yes. Hi, friends. I'm so glad you've been enjoying the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast and wanted you to know that if you'd like to support and help share its uplifting message, you can leave a positive review on Apple or Spotify. To donate 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month, simply click the Anchor link in the notes of this show. Once you're on the Anchor homepage of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, click the middle button that says Support. 
and select your amount and enter your info. It's quick and easy and will make a great impact on the lives of my family. Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.